You there? Yeah, can you hear me? I am. Yeah, you sound muffled. Yeah, I don't know what it is this week. I don't think anything sounds good on this system right now. If you guys at home don't think we sound good, write me. You sounded a lot better right before we started. Uh, it could be sometimes. Um, when we're, you're on Skype, squeeze. I don't know if to break oh, the veil. Oh, probably all the data coming yeah. through. Yeah. And... All right. And I'll just pot that down, and now I probably sound better. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been. It's been hi, too buddy. long. Should we exp- hi? How are you? Should we explain to the people what we've been doing? We should just apologize. Yeah, we've been letting the job that pays us, you know, money, evil money, to take over our lives the last two weeks. That's why we're late. That's why I haven't gotten a lot of Instagram posts up. That's why I haven't done a blog in a while. Um, I got an assignment for a friend of a, a new friend of the show who. The more will come out later that I'm supposed to write, and I have to do a rewrite. I haven't done it yet. I will. Um, I actually, in in that time that we were gone and we were doing that, I was doing another job. I actually got out early one day and actually saw one of my best friends, one from said pool story. And it's been probably six months since I saw him. And the first words out of his mouth were, dude, where the hell is the podcast? Yeah, people, you know, I'm, we're sorry. Seriously. He listens. Me. Yeah, my sister's been listening to us. She 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 texted me today. She listens. She just got in the podcast, and this is a girl who has a two-hour commute almost every day to various parts of the East Coast, at least two hours, and she just got in the podcast. And she's like, it makes commute so much better. <laughs> I even li- I even listen to your dumbass. So she texted me today. I need to stop listening to the podcast, and I said why, and she said because they're. Uh, encouraging me to quit my job and follow my dreams and i laughed i go what are your dreams she goes own lots of dogs and pet them all day <laughs> if you can make that into a podcast and you can sell some uh do they make uh well she's just got to start listening to smodcast and kevin smith and she'll do it she'll own lots of dogs that she pets all day won't make any money but can you do like a dog unboxing i'm sure yeah find a way so uh, we're back, and um, yeah, sorry about all that. It's uh, mid-August. We're running summer. We're running out of summer squeeze. We have just a uh, little more. I chalked it up as being, you know, over back in June. So yeah, it well, doesn't. It doesn't hit as hard. No, but we're just a little over a month left to go in the ho- the, the 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 season. And Halloween stuff's popping up all over us, and I, we need to switch gears on the blog from summer our summer vacation to our Halloween event. I'll get right on that. <laughs> so yeah, you get on that. Uh, we need to, I need to get blog posts up. I need to, we got, so New York Comic Con turned us down for press credentials. So fuck you, New York Comic Con. We're still going to give you money to go. Yeah, we're, we're already paid. Yeah, that's <laughs> given, but we're not going to. We're but still not, fuck you in the process. Yeah, fuck you, New York Comic Con. You wish you were San Diego. 
But uh, can I give a shout out to a, to a uh, super, super nice and wonderful listener of ours? Absolutely. Uh, Ferris Print on Instagram. He's got a print shop. He sent us a box of goodies just for doing our show. And it is some, I posted other stuff on Instagram. He sent one, you got one of each too, Squeeze. He sent, he sent two of everything. That is so kind. I know. The awesome prints, the Paul Bear one I love. They were aw- That was yeah. sick. So there's a lot of cool stuff there, and he sent it to us. So check out his store. I immediately went on and saw this Hulkster print. I bought one for Johnny Knockers for just saving my life the last 10 days. Yeah, and good dude. I, I got one for myself, too. <clears throat> Even though he didn't get where I was making a Back to the Future reference and then had to re-explain it, and yeah. then it got weird. Well, yeah, yeah it's Knockers for you. Uh, so rest in peace, uh, Anvil. Yeah, rest in peace, Jim the Anvil Nineheart. I mean, come on, only one member of the Heart Foundation still living. That's fucked up. Yeah, uh, I can't wait uh, to hear this week's something to wrestle with. Was so good. They're talking Hulkster next week. I'm sure Bruce will address the, the big bastard, the, the big rhino bastard. That's how Stu apparently always referred to. Jim. Hang on, I'm checking off my box. Oh, of. I play bingo of things I'll mention during the show. Yes. <laughs> I have, I have very few things that just bring me absolute joy in life. My wonderful, beautiful girlfriend, the enchantress, um, her kitten schmuffin, mm-hmm. uh, usually Howard Stern in the morning, watching King of the Hill or something on YouTube at night and listening to something to wrestle with. Bruce Pritchard are my, few joys i have in life and, and heineken i i assume heineken and i hear sam summer ale yeah hmm. yeah beer is my these are sam summers squeeze but no, it doesn't it doesn't hurt don't worry what no you have your list of things that bring you joy that's fine oh you're on that you're number one squeeze mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I was going to say, doing this podcast is... Yes, doing the podcast. Yeah. And also you. You're Doing me? You're, you're my uh, my rock, my Dwayne, my Johnson squeezer. Aw. Uh, and all of this madness that is the television life. I'm, I'm limestone. I am slowly just washing away bit by bit. Until there will be nothing left. <laughs> Aren't we all though? Emotionally, not physically. Physically, um, uh, like uh, like lava. It just keeps building and building. <laughs> I did have a nice water feature installed next to the studio in the meantime. That was nice. Thank you, Pennsylvania Weather Systems. Um, so what's this? What what's a water feature? Oh, it's this neat little waterfall that comes in from the back of my foundation and then runs down to the uh, other side of it. It's a beautiful little waterfall. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's not supposed to be there, but since it's there, might as well put some river rocks in. <laughs> what, uh, what, what's, so, you know, if you live in the East Coast, we, it's been like the Northwest Seattle lately. Yeah. It's, this is right now, they're like, you pussies. It's raining. Big deal. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's raining in our our, our 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 aquifer or what's the what's the ground? Yeah, you got it. Aquifer cannot take it, and it, it's causing a, uh, a flooding. Quite frankly, uh, everywhere. 
to the point where uh, Enchantress called me the other day, like, I don't know how to get home. She was out running, which is something I don't know really about. But she was out running, and she didn't know how to get home because all, every road was closed. Uh, so, that's yeah, how, and, and, uh, it was tragic. The road to my favorite cheesesteak place was uh, closed for a moment in time. And what is what would that be? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it away. Oh, okay. You want it to remain special to you? It's special to me. I'm having it's not that special issues. With getting your clips onto. So, for you guys at home, I'm going to give everyone a little picture of how we do the show. We, we go on, we find our clips for the audio. I pull my five, you pull your five. We make uh, audio files out of them and you send them to me via Dropbox. Mm-hmm. So, I used to be able to load them in our, in our card program right off Dropbox, but Dropbox decided to change its a- API and I can't do that anymore. So I have to, I have to load them in the iTunes, make an iCloud playlist with them, hope it loads into my uh, iCloud playlist on my uh, iPad. At which point, see that's clouds have been bringing us nothing but trouble. We were just talking about right, that. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a fucking. I I now have all mine deleted and yours in here, and they're still not loading. Hmm. Do you have the elevator music loaded that we can at least play? No. Uh, I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll figure out a way to do it. But I mean, I'll just, uh, I'll just, I'm going to do a test here when you're ready to do, and I'll see if it works. So. We'll okay. See. Yeah. Uh, should Should we do that? Yeah. Well. Uh, again, check out Ferris Print. Go on. Go on our uh, Instagram. Yes, please. Wow, did we even tangent off of plugging someone that was so sweet to us? We, he was such a sweet, sweet person. What an honor. I know. Uh, that's like to come home and have fan mail. No, I meant I meant for him, for us to tangent, oh, yeah. uh, to completely <laughs> so lose track of thanking someone. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that is, I mean, if you were to be honored on our podcast, the fact that we tangent off of talking about you is a good way to do it. Uh yeah, so uh, Halloween's coming, and before that, we're going to cram as much summer down your throat as we can, and we're going to talk more summer memories today, and do we, do we remember who goes first? I feel like, I feel like it's been a month since we podcasted. It's like, it's like a reset button, kind of. All I remember is we... Last thing I remember talking about is uh, Jim Carrey and Mission Impossible. <laughs> that was two shows ago. It's honestly, I kind of did like a men in black mind wipe kind of thing. It's the only thing to keep me sane. All right. Fair enough. Um, Do you want to go first or should I? We'll restart for good here. Uh, Where are you with your last pick? How do do we end the show strong or uh, I'm I'm pretty good with what I got at number five. Yeah, I don't. I I, I do not end strong. I start. All right. Well, I I mean, I don't know if I end strong either. Some people would say it's the greatest thing in the world. I only played with it occasionally, and uh, when you involve physics and gravity, it's kind of lame, so. All right, well, how about I go? It means I go, yeah, okay, let's do that then. Yeah, so I go first? Yeah, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, you just witnessed Minds at Work. There we go with my first pick. Have you got any messages for room 104? The name's Herman. P.W. Herman.
know nothing right now, Mr. Herman. I'll be in the bar. Wow! That's fantastic, Pee-wee! Thanks! Paging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman, you have a telephone call at the front desk. Do you know what that's from? Uh, is that Pee-wee's Big Adventure? You're right there, Squeeze. That is the end when they're at the drive-in movie theater watching the life story of Pee-wee where he, and, and his cameo in said movie. So I'm not talking Pee-wee because I know Mama Squeezer won't let you watch it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm catching up. I'm it's on my watch list. <laughs> I'm sure it is. We're, oh, oh, can before we continue, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. But in, in the process of apologizing for tangenting off of thanking Ferris Print, we tangented off and went right into our picks. Oh yeah, thank you, Ferris Print. We love the stuff. It's going when we do YouTube content, you'll see it there. I promise. Yeah. So I'm not talking about Pee Wee Herman Squeezer, and I'm sorry again, to Ferris Print, one more time. Awesome stuff. I can't wait to put that stuff up all over the place. Uh, I'm talking about drive-in movie theaters and how we, as particularly me, I live within uh, three miles of the oldest operating drive-in movie theater in America, mm-hmm. Shankwather's mm-hmm. Drive-In. Yes. So uh, I, I haven't been to a drive-in probably in almost 20 years until this year. And Enchantress and I decided to go early in June. Um, we went to... Uh, to see Incredibles two, in uh, like the, the late June, it was it was like I think the second week it came out, so the week after Father's Day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Shankwilders has the one screen, so the double feature was Incredibles two and Avengers Infinity War. Ooh, that's a good one. It was uh, four minute drive from our house. You wow. can hear the like. It's it, it's there's, it's fuzzy, but you can still hear the audio on the the RF modulator from our mm-hmm. driveway. Wow, I never even thought about that because before you moved out to where you are, I was probably even closer. I was probably like a three and a half minute drive when I was like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, well, I'm I'm now a I think a minute drive from where you were when you were eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, and I, I never even thought I never even thought of that. I could I could tune into that. I am closer to it than you were though. Uh, uh, I I knew some shady roads. <laughs> um, but yeah, mileage wise, I think I'm closer. Now, as the as the crow flies, as, as the they crow say. flies, yeah, I'm right. I'm right by 309, which is which awesome. I I guess is what radio signals do. They don't really make left turns. No, they don't. All right, so that's a good point. Proceed. Um, so we decided to go, and it it was really cool. So Shank Wilder's. Like I, like I talked about in the Mission Impossible, you could drink there on like Becky's where you can. And um, you, believe me, you can. You can. We did. So this is a this isn't about this summer how we saw Mission Impossible and Incredibles two at the drive-in. This is about when we went as kids. So the drive-in was always a major event. It wasn't just going to the like movie movies, like the Tillman or like any any indoor movie theater, because there was a build-up to it. Uh, your parents took advantage of the fact that they could maybe sneak you in and bring all the food that you that you brought from home and not overpay for concessions whatsoever. 
So there'd be a cooler packed with Ecto coolers and Capri Suns. Mm. And uh, in the summer, um, the, the the first movie won't start till nine o'clock when it gets dark. But you, if you're going to an actual movie, you better bet your parents are going to take you to the earliest one they could get you to and get you home and to bed as soon as they can. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're going mm-hmm. to the matinee if you're going to the theater. But at the drive-in, you're going at nine. And your parents are how we are now. They want to get there and get a good spot. That's all. That's all being adult. An adult is is getting a good spot. Kids don't give a fuck. But as an adult, you want to go. Yeah, I'll go and get a good spot. Let the kids out. Run around like fucking psychopaths for an hour while we sit there and enjoy ourselves and talk, enjoy the quaint atmosphere of the, of the drive-in movie theater. You know, why the kids run around like assholes. Yeah. Uh, well, you you sit in the car and have, like, the closest thing you can get to an American graffiti moment in the last, like, 20 years. Sure. Exactly. So, uh, sometimes, since it was at 9 o'clock and it's a weekend, we were treated to that, you know, fast food, which was always special as a kid. And the Burger King's Kids Club, we talked about this, was, was like, the go-to the chicken tender meal with barbecue sauce was my go-to kids club meal. Mm-hmm. And nowadays people take for granted that you can pour your own soda at a fast food place like those Coke machines, the mix a lot things. Yeah. But back in the day, Burger King was one of the only places that let you pour your own soda. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah it was actually the one by us, the one by the mall. Uh-huh. And yeah, that was. I I remember that specifically. All of them. Like, all oh, the this Burger is amazing. Kings yeah, all the Burger Kings were like that. They let you pour your own drink. Wow. So in hindsight, I'm like, I can't believe I didn't I didn't look back on that. But yeah, that was. I considered myself a bit of a mixologist. Uh, my poison was uh, every soda, <laughs> in the row, right down the row. Diets, fruits, anything you could think of, right down the row. A little bit of everything on ice. Delicious. That was, I would do just like a root beer and a, a Dr. Pepper slash Mr. Pibb. I thought it would be politically correct. Yeah, I needed them all, every single one of them, every soda. Uh, so, and the high C or oh, Hawaiian yeah. Punch. Oh, yeah, I'd mix that in too. <laughs> yeah, I'd put so them all in. sugar. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Right? But that's what it was. It was sugar, so it didn't matter how it tasted. It was still sugar. So after after BK, we'd uh, obviously have to go to the grocery to stop on, on snacks. Because, of course, being upper, lower, middle class, paying a premium for driving concessions was not going to happen. So you get your Ecta cooler, maybe some sips, iced tea, juice boxes, um, a bag of chips, maybe some Eagle snack mix. That was that Anheuser-Busch line they sold back in the day, the mm-hmm, Eagle brand. Mm-hmm. Um We'd have blankets and folding lawn chairs, those old kind that had like the the, the the tarp weave on them. Oh, that that webbing. Yeah, and there's um, something comfortable about that. Oh, oh absolutely. And it, and it, the the finger severing gears that go along with it. Oh yeah. So this would all be packed in the back of my dad's green and tan Ford Bronco, and you know we had around eight o'clock for the movie. So usually there was a group of us. It would be our family and my parents' friends. Which was always weird because we weren't really that family who do anything, do things with other people. But for some reason, the drive-in was always like a group. It'd either be like my my mom's brother or or something. And all the kids would run around, like I said, like idiots. Why the parents would like hang out and 
you know, drink up their wine coolers and their... You yeah, know, you knew there was a flask somewhere in there. Yeah, well, yeah, of course there was some drinking. My dad wasn't a big drinker, but people, uh, adults were drinking. So the one particular time that I've talked about on this that I remember, like, giving a shit about the drive-in theater was seeing Honey, I Shrunk the Kids at the drive-in, mainly because uh, there was a, a second theatrical appearance by Roger Rabbit. Uh, Tummy Trouble was the, the short that ran before it. And I was a huge Roger Abbott mark. <laughs> and we found out the sequel to Cocoon was the double feature that I think we were all passed out in the back of the Bronco while our parents stood up and watched that. I have vague, vague memories of waking up and seeing this weird um, movie playing because Cocoon alone was weird, the glowing bodies. Mm-hmm. So if you go to radiers.com and look at my... Uh, uh, drive-in theater memories blog. I embedded the Roger Rabbit short "Tummy Trouble" in there, and I have the original ad from Shankweilers of "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" and "Cocoon: The Return." You so you can see all that stuff and uh, uh, a, a picture of the current menu. From only in uh, Pennsylvania can you get turkey barbecue at both drive, drive <laughs> local drive-ins. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's something in pierogies. There's something special about mm-hmm. uh, uh, driving theaters. Now, I fell in love again, and I, I'm 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 there for the long haul. I, like every any weekend we're free, I'm like, ooh, let's do uh, driving. I I can't wait to go back. You know, un, 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 until they start just showing like twenty minute clips of either Minnie Mouse or Muppet Babies, it's gonna be a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just. I, I absolutely get, uh, adored it. It's it, some of my fondest, you know, just those little things that come back to you. I still, like I said, I saw Jurassic Park the first time. I know for a fact we left before Fire in the Sky because my parents knew I was scared enough. They already had to change my pants once because that damn raptor popped out from behind the cables. Um, uh, the yeah, scene that gave Shank me Angela was the kitchen scene. Still does to this day. Oh, I was I was pro- I was one eye by then. Oh yeah, me I too. Um, I still am to this day. But now, now you did you at least get popcorn? Uh, what at the drive-in? Yeah, I cannot watch a movie squeezer without popcorn. I mean, back then. Oh yeah, you were allowed to at least you, you no, get no, no, drinks and snacks, but you could still go get popcorn. It wasn't from the theater. My mom would pop a bag in the microwave before we left. Oh jeez. For me, like my, I, for some reason, not for some reason, clearly, uh, I'll take a selfie later. Uh, like my fondest memories of being at the drive-in are just waiting in the line of that, con- of that cement block building. And it's every, every single one of them was the U shape. You go in along the back wall, you make the loop, you get a couple snacks right at the loop, and then you grab your popcorn on the way out. Yeah. Every single one. And on the front side was where the projector room was. And yeah, I would be the one. They'd send me. It's like, oh, he's in a confined environment. He's old enough. He can survive on his own. Big deal. And I'd be the one that would be sent for the popcorn. And half of it would come back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't. To this day, uh, Enchantress and I always. We're going, we're, we have a date tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's date night. They just Ooh. opened today, and this is Tuesday, August fourteenth, in our town, a movie tavern. And if you oh, that's, go, wait, that's opening already? It's open today. Yeah, 
No, sh- I thought that was they're still building. I don't know. I haven't. It is massive in yeah. Texartown, and we have our, we're going to see Christopher Robin there. I wanted to see the Meg, um, but I don't know if I could eat a meal and watch the Meg. So we might <laughs> save the Meg for our last driving experience. And that's a good driving. That's movie. a great driving movie. So we're going to see Christopher Robin there tomorrow um, at, at the movie tavern. So I'm, I'm I love seeing movies in the theaters. When people are like I hate movie theaters, I'm like you're crazy. There's no better experience. Um, I fell back in love with them with uh, with Tillmanate. Yeah, yeah, that's how we are too, because you can pick your seats and you don't have to get there early. Yeah, the only time I I go to a regular theater is when I go at like nine o'clock on a Sunday night down my way where we don't have the big fan- fancy leather reclining chairs. Um, yeah, I'm so spoiled. And there's no one there. Two miles nine, to nine o'clock on a Sunday night. Two miles to the to to the west. Or I'm sorry, two miles to the south. It would be. I have the Tillman Eight with the leather reclining chairs. Two miles to the north, I have the oldest drive-in theater in America. I'm I'm a spoiled boy. And then four miles to the south, I have a movie tavern now. Yeah, and all of them have beer now. All of them have beer. Well, Shankwellers doesn't serve it, but you're allowed to have it. It's BYO. That blows my mind. Yeah. I wish I would have known that in high school. <laughs> so, yeah, drive-in movie theaters were definitely a big part of my summer, and a lot of people's summer uh, around us, and probably, I don't I, I know they're dying in America, but, I mean, fuck, they're, they're awesome. There'll I, be a resurgence, if not only for the nostalgia, just the... The fact that people do need to be outside occasionally and they're not going to give up watching TV and laying around doing nothing. So if you can lay around, do nothing, and watch TV outside, you got to drive in theater. Yeah. Maybe they'll just be drive-in television. Um, that's what we should do. Have drive like a drive-in television uh, theater. It's just 24-7. You can pay by you, – you pay in your park and you have like a meter mm-hmm. and it just, you know – generates over time and you pay as you go and you can just drive up sit in your car watch tv on a giant screen and then go yeah and we should look into that after the show uh but now excuse me i'm going to preface this since i can't get this stuff to load on the on the cart i'm going to have to ask you you're going to be potted up when i play this so unless you want to talk over your own clip uh just just be a quiet little church mouse for me, okay? Shh. Okay, here's your neck. Here's your first pick. Ready? Hold on to your butts. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the finale of what has already been a stirring afternoon of miniature golf. The cream has risen, the wheat has bid farewell to the chaff, and now we approach the championship match with but two warriors remaining, the heretofore unknown Bart Simpson and Todd Flanders, one of the most skilled ten-year-olds to ever take back the blade. That is a good clip. Oh, thank you very much. I knew right away I was going to roll with this one, and I mean... What's a random summer episode without me just filling in filling it in with random Simpson clips? So might as well start off early. Yeah. Were you a mini golf guy? No, I still to this day can't stand it. All right, we can just end the podcast now. That's fine. <laughs> can I tell you why? 
did did you get your head stuck in the windmill? <laughs> no, but you know, did the clown did the clown at the end scare you? Uh, no, that's not true. Uh, it's a matter mm-hmm. of you have you have to have some sort of patience. It's the same reason I don't like golf proper. Like, okay, you have to dedicate time and patience to doing this, and then just sit there and wait your turn. <laughs> As a kid, that was never my strong suit. You you couldn't wait for your brother and your sister to hit the ball so we that you can hit it next. Family, you think my parents would have paid a fee for all of us to go mini golfing? No, first time I ever mini golfed was was with my friends in high school. Oh my god! Yeah, I never mini golfed as a child. Ah, uh, well, see, it was easy because I grew up on the game. You know, my uncle's a pro, my cousin's a pro, my, you know, and I suck. My grandfather was good. My dad was really good. And I, I think it's bi-generational, even though uh, my cousin's kids, who would also be my generation, are really good. But I think I just suck. So we'll leave it at that. I, I never even, like, held a golf club proper to hit a hit a drive or something, a stick. I never did it. They're called drivers. Golf is so uninteresting to me. And I know it's... I, I like playing Tiger Woods on my phone, but... <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. Yeah. A little but, golden tea here and there. Yeah, golden tea, absolutely. But like yeah. going out and playing the game, just take me right to the nineteenth hole. I don't really need anything else. Fair enough. Um, you know, you can go to the nineteenth hole like at the start and halfway through, right? Yeah, but or the whole time. So. Okay. Well, I've seen I've seen that. I worked at golf courses. I've I've seen plenty of that. Um, I, I love, there were a couple near us that we would regularly go to. And it always came with ice cream. At least early on. Because the ones by us, there was one, uh, they always had, like, they had the little ice cream shop. And you can go out and you play around and you stop on the way back. And you get more ice cream. It's a lot so of ice cream. for me, oh yeah, it's fantastic. Who doesn't love a good frozen dairy product from time to time? Uh, and you mix in some windmills, or a monkey, or uh, I don't know, a castle, maybe, or some gnomes. Uh, I loved it, and I thought I was like a hero, like I was like an athlete playing this game. And then it was probably uh, I don't know when it was around our area, mid '90s. A lot of these like little, I guess you would call mom and pop places. Uh, that would seem dated, almost like Roadside Americana kind of stuff, mm-hmm. with like the windmills and all like the, the over-the-top right. uh, characteristics of it started uh, fading away, and they started adding in the little, uh, the more legit-looking courses. Right. Like they they went they went um, like Fox X Men. They just put them all in black leotards and said, "Hey." These are awesome now, instead of you know having windmills and monkeys and stuff on them and clowns at the end. Okay. Uh, and then they like yeah they're like oh these are like real golf courses just with some tunnels and some bridges and stuff. Um, oh that that was a thing like to try and legitimize the mini golf course. Yeah, and I mean it had been. I mean that's the way it started actually. Well yeah, it goes back to like Scotland like 1867. Mini St. Andrews. Or, they or had just the St. Andrews. Golf. What? Mini golf or regular golf are we talking? Uh, mini go- Regular golf goes back way past that. 
Oh, so mini golf actually started in Scotland. Didn't regular golf start in Scotland? Oh, yeah, somewhere over there. Uh, they were too busy. You know, like, oh, we got a sword and a ball. Let's hit it. And then, you know, it turned into a putter. Um, but, yeah, it started St. Andrews. And it was St. Andrews Men's Putting Club. And it was, I guess it was just a way to practice your short game. And then it came out to the U.S. in, like, 1916 at Pinehurst, which is another legit, you know, golf club. Pinehurst. How do I know that? Uh, I believe it was the U.S. Open was there not too many years ago. I want to say the Open. Oh, we know someone who wears a Pinehurst shirt all the time, don't we? What's that? We know someone who wears a Pinehurst shirt all the time, don't we? Mm, Way too tight. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Does he wear glasses? Yes. Then, yeah. All right, that's how I know. I was like, how do I know that name? Uh, Any... (laughs) But yeah, also it's a famous, yeah, it's a famous golf course. Uh, and I then, love yeah. golf courses. I think they're beautiful. I like drinking on them and looking upon them, but not playing on them. <laughs> uh, yes, I've had to pick up many a upon many a dead animal upon them and put them in trash bags. Rather <laughs> gross. Um, you so, definitely were not erect while doing so. Uh, not usually. <laughs> so prior to the depression, uh, mini golf popped up all over the place. And they were more like, like I hate saying legit. During but, the uh, Great Depression? Yes. So like oh. early 1900s. Wow. Like New York was flooded with these places. Like on the roofs of New York City were tons of miniature golf courses all over the place. Really? Yeah. And they spread throughout the country. In fact, to this day, still one of like the top 10 rated mini golf courses in the country is on a roof in New York City. Huh. Yeah. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. So then depression hit. It kind of faded away because people were depressed. Um, And then uh, in like the late 1920s, early 1930s, uh, this guy, uh, Garnet Carter, which we need to start naming people after gems more often. We need more Garnets and more Emeralds, you know. Like Emerald Agassi? Yeah, there you go. Um, Emerald, though, not Emerald. So when I was a kid, mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm going into a tangent now. Would you allow me this tangent? Proceed. So we, I was enamored with the Food Network when it first came on the air in like early '90s. I was a kid, mm-hmm. and there was this pudgy, like Norlands guy called Emerald Lagasse who had a show called Essence of Emerald, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. just thought Emerald on it. And I, I started watching. I, I was an Emerald fan from day one. He had a show. He was on the show called How to Boil Water, which was like a very basic cooking show. I used to stay up all like what I'm going to talk about it later. But when I would stay up late like that and like Iron Chef, the Japanese one. Yeah. Like my yep. go to. So that was my go to late night watching. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that later. That's one of my topics. But I'll continue with a mini, a mini golf, sir. So this guy uh, in like the late 1920s started adding some – he had a, a, a like a retreat like down in – down south and he added – he built a little mini golf course and he added stuff like pipes and ramps and put like some gnomes on it and he called it Tom Thumb Golf. And that started catching on and people started getting – doing like little more crazy stuff with it. And then these guys, Joseph and Robert Taylor up in New York, they started building stuff like windmills and all these kind of obstacles and eventually made a company out of it, building courses and selling these out. And then 
from there it kind of just took off and became, you know, what it was for like the longest time. Just this, uh, it's what you do in the summer. Like as as a kid, what else? I mean, if you're gonna do something outside, I'm gonna go play some mini golf at night because right. it it's it's lit. I mean, most of them are now, but yeah, it's a place that you could go to like at night and still be outside and do something and get ice cream. It's a it's a total package. Yeah, I, I started going deep into uh, the logistics and the statistics of mini golf. Do you know what the the uh, record is for the lowest score on a uh, mini golf course? On Eternight, of course, not the Betton or Felt courses. Eternight, which you know, of course, you want to do if you're in proper you know competition. Okay, what's what what is that? What's that word you're saying? Uh, Eternight. It's basically concrete mixed with fiber. It's what they use for most of your courses. And if you're going to compete in a WMF or other organizations, uh, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, such as USPMGA. Right. Sure. Exactly. I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds it sounds good. That's why I just throw letters out at you. Yeah. It's like right. when people throw numbers at me, I get confused, and I just smile and nod my head politely. Right. Oh, are you mathing me? I'm mathing you with letters. And and uh, physics of concrete. Physics. Of con- yeah, well, I got I got lost in a whole if, if in a we whole want to thing on like, favorite topics. Eternite. <laughs> Eternite. So, but can you guess the 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 record for uh, the best record for eighteen hole golf? Uh, you know, best record on 18-hole mini golf course? Uh, okay, let me think about golf. More than 1,000 players have achieved this, by the way. Officially. Uh, is there par on mini golf? Usually it's a... I think most of them are par threes, just to be nice. And how many holes are there on mini golf? 18. Okay, 18. So, 36... Well, that's par. No, that's eagle, right? Uh, wait, eighteen, and 18. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like two on each hole. Yeah. Yeah. No. Twenty. It's eight. No, close. It's eighteen. Yeah, it's eighteen. So eighteen hole in ones. Yeah, eighteen. Oh, over a thousand people have made eighteen hole in ones in a row playing mini golf. That's uh, so that's quite the unaccomplishment. <laughs> well, I. You know, it's like seven point. By the time we're done with this podcast, we're gonna be like eight billion of us, so oh. a thousand's pretty good. You hear that? Hi, Schmuffin. Hi, Schmuff. We're we're halfway into this. Well, not really. We're only one pick each. How much would that suck though? All of a sudden, you're you're seventeen, seventeen whole ones in a row, and your last putt, and it catches the back end of the blade of the windmill, and you just lose it and go all Don Quixote on it. What's the Jap- Japanese word for when you kill yourself with honor? Uh, the official one? Yeah. Like what it really is? Because uh, harakiri is actually like a... Uh, harakiri, yeah. But that's not what it's... It's. Hang on, I gotta look it up. I usually have it saved on my phone to send you that picture in times of need, but... Uh, seppuku. Seppuku, is like yeah. Seppuku. proper title. Yes. Uh, harakiri is the... Uh, uh, what's that word? Uh, like a derogatory term for it. Oh, okay. Seppuku. That's what uh, uh, Rocco suggested seppuku the other day, and that's why it was fresh in my... Yes, yes. That's the way to go. Yeah. 
<laughs> so if you miss that last pot, seppuku is the way to end it. Uh, okay, so are we ready to move on to my next one? Yes, that's how we should end mini golf talk. Let's move on. <laughs> Do you have any more? Uh, no, no. I planned on going out with uh, with uh, Japanese formal, you know, formal Sorry. Japanese suicide. <laughs> I think that's the best way to go out on on mini golf. <laughs> it's an honorable death. And it, is it less painful for you? You just you can't wait your turn for mini golf. So I, yeah. I seppuku. I would never because I know there's ice cream after it. <laughs> Uh, but after the ice cream. And it's just like the 19 hole, because there's ice cream at the turn as well. So you have ice cream before, nine holes, ice oh, cream, so nine holes, they ice get, cream. They get kids ready. It's like a practice. Your ice cream is your ice cold beer. Absolutely. Speaking of, it is kind of that time. Yeah, I want everyone to know that's you and not me. Yeah, that's me. I'm Squeezer's a good boy who's trying to... Who's not try- be fat. Not be fat. Well, you're not fat. Uh-huh. And it's people like you that, you know, keep the problem going. <laughs> he, he's a very handsome and sweet boy. And I, I cannot come home at the end of the day from work and not enjoy a few ice-cold beers. So it's, those are always me. That you And Squeezer likes the very blatant cap-hitting-the-desk sound <laughs> uh, that my beers make. So It's uh, the Foley artist in me. Right. This... And an artist you are. So moving on uh, <laughs> with uh, honorable suicide. And here's speaking of, here's my next bit. You're watching USA, America's favorite cable network. So this is the opening music for USA's Up All Night from 1993. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I always remember it being hosted by some female and Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> uh, I can remember Gil- Gilbert Gottfried vividly. So this is about staying up all night in, in the summertime. So you, you have no... Your, your parents still have to get up and go to work every morning, which is, you know the the curse of being an ad- adult and and you are are a free like you're you're a while that you t- you you go like the summer for a kid the summer vacation is as close to feral as a kid will get in his lifetime am i wrong about that no no that's fairly accurate yeah we we we're, we we're dirty we're, we run wild in packs uh, we sleep all day. We're up all night. Uh, we feed on whatever junk we find. It's, it's kind of like what we're supposed to do. Yeah. You, you, so you, you're saying children are basically coyotes. Right. Children during summer vacation. Okay. They become, I don't know what kids do now I, with, with, with the hovering parents or the smothers or the helicopter parenting and, and all this like not going outside and staying on your phone. I don't. Kids are probably do nothing now. They're probably the most boring summer. But when we were kids, we basically it works close to feral as we could. We were dirty, we were crazy. It was like the least amount of haircutting we'd get during the year because our parents weren't we weren't seen by anybody, so they didn't give a shit. 
I, I could say it was the closest we got to being feral. But mm-hmm. there was an art to staying up late. So your parents would tell you to go to bed, but they'd have to go to bed before you would fall asleep. So they'd be out. The house was yours. I'm talking David Letterman. I'm talking Essence of Emerald and How to Boil Water on the Food Network. I'm talking mm-hmm. USA Up All Night. You got your duck man, your fucking silk stockings, your your skinamax, you know, you might see some nudity. Through all like the graininess and the waves and the black and white. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, well we had those channels, Skinamax. Well, excuse so, me, Miss Fancy Pants. No, yeah. yeah. Up higher higher upper. My dad was a television engineer, so that's why we didn't pay for them. Uh, we didn't steal them either. He had to monitor them. So I would monitor them at night while he was sleeping. I took over the job. Good boy. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so we, all this feral activity would create... I, for some reason, I feel like when I was a kid, my appetite was six to 7,000 times what it is now. Like, I eat, like, a piece of pizza now, and I'm like, I'm full. I'm done. I'm good that for, like... so disappoints me. The next six hours. Why is that? Because pizza doesn't even start tasting awesome until like the third slice in. Do you, I don't know. Does this true for you? Did you feel like you ate more as a kid than you do as a, as an adult? I wish I could say that were true. Well, it was for sure as a kid for me. I I I wouldn't be satisfied to like like if so. My parents when when they get like delivery, we get pizzas thin Pizza Hut's thin crust pizza. Mm-hmm. That was like their go to, and like four to six slices would satiate me. As a as a as a kid, now like one or two, and I'm like I'm I, I'm not even finishing the second slice. Okay, so we're grading on a bell curve here, cause I, I'm with you there. Like yeah, four to six now, I'm good. Back then it was a whole pie. <laughs> so yeah, all right, I agree with you. Okay, so yeah, and it, literally it's a scale thing. It is literally a scale. Thing. A scale. But that but I I was so, like I was like like. Now I'm like, I get two soft tacos from Taco Bell, and I'm like, I'm full. But back then, I was like, I want 100. Well, that's just your body going into self-defense mode, so you don't need a third. <laughs> but but that was like a true thing for me as a kid. And mm-hmm. so you'd get ferocious in the night when you were up all night, so you'd have to get to the kitchen. So let me, I, I, I described my house to you before on this podcast. I'll just give you the broad strokes. It was a, it was a, a bi-level. So you'd go upstairs to get to the, the main floor, which is essentially the second floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, up, the, up another set of stairs to get to that floor. If you go down a set of stairs, you'd get to the, the bottom floor. And my brother was, had a bedroom downstairs, and I used to share that with him. But they moved me to my... After my sister was okay with not having a separate bedroom and playroom, I finally got my own bedroom. The tiny little playroom Lisa had. I had this teensiest little bedroom, but... They knew I they, I didn't give a shit, so they put me mm-hmm. in. I was the I was the not complaining kid, in the three of us. So, I had my bedroom upstairs, and the the television and everything was downstairs. That's where I like the computer room in the far area. Like my dad took the garage and turned half of it into his junk room and like shop, and the other half into the quote computer room with the television. And that computer room with said television was my like den of iniquity. <laughs> <laughs> So I'd go down there and watch like Letterman. I'd watch like Phillies, like uh, West Coast games. That was like my fucking thing. It still is sometimes. Like watching a West Coast game that starts at ten o'clock. Oh, it's great! It's fucking awesome. I love it. 
So I'd watch Philly's West Coast games on Prism. I would watch um, Prism for all you uh, people who aren't from the greater Philadelphia area. It was like a movie channel. It's now called Comcast. Well, actually, it's not even called Comcast anymore. It's called NBC Sports Network. But yeah. it was Comcast Sports Network. And before that, it was called Prism. So it was like HBO, but they had all Philly sports. So I would watch that. I'd watch HBO. I would watch USA Up All Night, which was fucking sexy, which, you know, we just heard. Um, I'd watch, you know, Skin and Max. I'd watch the, the Food Network and uh, Cartoon Network when it came on and FX. But when you had to go upstairs, that was a different story. So w- when you're 12 years old, for most of your life, you adhere to a bedtime. And on school nights, we're talking like what, eight, nine o'clock? That sounds reasonable. Yeah. So during the summer, I don't know, nine, 10, 11, as you were younger, but as you got older, uh, your parents just start let, leaving you the hell alone, like I said, because they'd go to bed and there was no keeping. Yeah. The don't don't stay up too late. Exactly. But, They'd give you the old yeah. don't stay up too late. That's exactly what you got. Uh, for me, that was just an invitation to stay up to the sunrises. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and most I I like wasted my time mainly. It was either oh, pl- you play Nintendo and maybe read wrestling magazines, but for the most part, you're just watching TV. But you do it like I said in that room that was far enough from my parents' bedroom that I I I tried to stay so quiet, never wake them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's that was that was the goal. But the kitchen. So my parents were on the back. If, if you if you were looking at the house from the front door, the farthest, and let's call it a stage. Uh, downstage right was my parents' bedroom. Okay. Downstage left was the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, upstage and the second floor left was the computer room where I watched all my television. So. That's so I have to go up and and get Sunny D and some snacks. Um, all right, let's uh, catch up really quick. I want to take a segue. We just took a break for a uh, bathroom because you know we talked for a long time. I want to apologize. Last week I thought I cut everything out, <laughs> I left a break in, and you heard squeaking and chairs and coughing and. There was like a, a long pause. I'm really sorry. I won't do that again. Well, I can't promise I won't, but I'll try not to do that again. Oh, I I was told by uh, uh said friend of the podcast Matt that uh, it was his favorite part of the show. <laughs> he he looked at me dead in the eye and he just looks at me. He goes, "Um, you usually edit stuff out, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, I like breaks. We have to do something." It's like, "But you you didn't." I'm like, "No." I didn't even realize it till Enchantress told me. She's like, "You left one of your, you forgot that it at one of your breaks." I was like, "Ah, shit." Uh, Did you edit that one out? Uh yeah. Well, hopefully. This is. Hi, Schmuffin. Oh, hey, Schmuff, you're back. Hello. Okay. She just wants to be part of the show. So anyway. Oh, I found my of glove. <laughs> I gotta find the other one. All right, so back to being you. Let's all right. Let, here's an idea. Let's look in an evening for me when 12 years old uh, in the summer of 1994. So like 5:30, I'd probably be out hiking in the fields behind our house somewhere, back where your dad worked. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we mapped out the area pretty well in our heads, and we had names for all the rough terrain. I remember there was like, like plateau that we called the peanut butter plateau because it was all muddy. Yeah, we were really uh. original. But to us, like after '93, it was all just Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. Oh, did we did did I tell you about the you had a question for me? What? The the substance that you were Oh yeah, uh, yeah, you you, you figured out. Uh, so I, I told you we used I did. To smash uh so back in this area th- there was these wooden crates with uh, mason jars filled with dirt and we just smashed them. <laughs> and your dad worked there and you said you were going to ask him and find out what they were. Can you let yes. us know? Yeah, so he told me all about it. So remember the beginning of Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze? Yeah. So what they were doing is they would inject certain spots uh, throughout the county with different kinds of fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And then test what kind of chemical reactions became that if there was any irregular growth, like cancerous growth. Mm-hmm. Um, with these chemicals that were in each individual jar, and they would track that. And that—that's a true story. Well, no, I should have come up with something better. No, they were just core samples. It was nothing. Uh, I was gonna try to scare you, and then I just ran out of steam. What's a core sample? If they're gonna do work on a location, mm-hmm. um, say like they're putting in a new bridge or like just work on like a drainage ditch, mm-hmm. you know, you have to dig up some dirt. Okay. And it's not like a construction site, like a housing development where they just like build a mound and like they would haul it out. But what they would do is they would take a sample of the dirt and then save that. And if they ever need to move more dirt back in, they would check that sample, match the new fill that they would add back in so it's very similar or identical to it so that you weren't changing like the the ph of the soil in the area you would try to keep that consistent and we just ruined all their fi- we basically went to like a file cabinet and just destroyed files basically that's what you did and uh, he said oh and i asked what it was and we go and he asked me why i was asking and i said that you had just asked what they were and he goes why was he breaking them and i go maybe and he goes nah, that's all right because he would just have to then power up the grate all and they would just plow everything down to the corner anyway <laughs> you think he cared what the ph sample was on some dirt somewhere to dump it in the back so, of the truck so they were definitely aware that we were back there breaking these well yeah because he'd come into work and they go hey larry uh scrape that glass and dirt down <laughs> into the pile at the bottom of the hill and then you have to get in the truck and plow it all down there and uh, it was fun to break. I always wondered what that was. Now that I know, you, you would tell me story. Like guys would always uh, fuck with it, fuck with them in the stock because the stockpiles are just asking to get broken into. Yeah. There's heavy machinery and there's all kinds of shit. Like the, the one he worked at, um, our our friend Dougie. Mm-hmm. There's a, a stockpile up by him, and you know they have these big sheds with like the salt and like cinder piles in it. Mm-hmm. And so some local kids thought it'd be funny to drag a toilet up to the top of the salt pile and put a toilet up there. Right. So their first reaction is, well, let's, someone go take a shit and we'll take a picture of it. So somewhere he has that picture of uh, them sitting on the toilet on top of like a a 30 foot salt pile, reading the newspaper, taking a smash. Right. As the salt's probably eroding everything on the pile. Most likely. So anyway, we would be out doing our thing we come home mom was 
barbecue and grilled chicken or something. You know, we'd have mm-hmm. that. It's a summer. She'd make corn and grilled chicken. It's the easiest, cheapest summer meal to make, and kids eat it up. At like 6.30, we're stuffed, so we'd probably watch. And we'd like revel in the air conditioning. We had like early central air. So maybe watching the Wonder Years reruns until it was time to get back outside, you were like, all right, you 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 know, okay, I have 90 minutes of sunlight. There's plenty of time to get out there and run around like an idiot. By 8.30, you know, it's dark. And you've been playing on the swing set long enough that you're sweaty as a little fucking bastard. And you get your final minutes catching lightning bugs or fireflies or whatever you want to call them before you finally head inside for the night. Your dad's like, take a shower or whatever, a bath. And, um, you know, you come in and your parents are watching Naked Gun 33 and a third. <laughs> so you might sit up and watch it for That's them. a good choice. Yeah. Uh, so the movie ends. My little sister's already in bed. My dad tells my brother and I that they're going to bed, but, you know, he gives us the not to stay up too late. 10.30, my brother's already in his room. I think at this point he figured out about, you know, alone time before I did. <laughs> gotcha. Right, so he's gone. Uh, he has his own TV and his radios in there and whatnot, so he's done with me and the door's closed. So there's... Oh, that kind of alone time. Yeah, well, <laughs> who knows what he's doing. But the door was closed and the house was all mine for the rest of the night, and that's just how I liked it. I was obsessed with watching David Letterman. I thought there was something so adult about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I, I thought watch, like actually being able to step and watching it the Madonna one I remember watching particularly where she was smoking a cigar on his set. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's 12 o'clock and let's say the Phillies are playing in the West coast. So I have them on, but I'm zoning out in my comic book collection. You know, everything's laid out on the floor cause I kept everything bagged and boarded. And then I had like a stack of new books to bag and board. So it was like a read slash bag and board situation going on. And uh, everything was building up to Age of Apocalypse at the time, like the Child's Play crossover event, probably. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. 94 was keeping my attention. Uh, that's when I was really getting into X-Force books and like Cannonball and shit. Uh, so we're about at 1 a.m. now, and all this comic book nonsense is, is getting me hungry. So you got to sneak up to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And you got to be as quiet as you can because you wake my mom up. You're getting yelled at and you're going to bed. And if you move from your bed after you wake mom up and you go to bed, she will wake up and you will be in trouble. And you're done for the night. She shuts you down. But if you play your cards right, you get, you're getting your Kool-Aid burst. You're getting your Pringles ridges. You're getting your Hormel microwave bacon cheeseburger. And you're back downstairs comic books, Phillies, USA up all night with all your delicious snacks. Mm-hmm. But the key to using the microwave, and I still do this to this day, is you never, you stop it at one second. You never Absolutely. let it ding. You never let it ding. That's, I even do it at like three in the afternoon, just out of, you know, it's, yeah, you, you, conditioning. Yeah, condition. Like, it, it's something about that microwave ding it would wake up zombies in Japan mm-hmm. if you let it go off in your house. Uh, the, these Hormel microwave cheeseburgers, by the way, tasted like cardboard. Like the the top top of the bun would be soggy and shitty, 
The patty was like a like a, a, a stick of rubber. The bacon was shriveled up into nothing. The cheese was rock hard, and the bottom of the bun was about as hard as a cinder block. <laughs> but you're still making fast food in your microwave and eating it downstairs at one in the morning. So fuck it. Uh, see, that's why I prefer the stove. There's no beeping. That's true. Uh, Get a little water boiling. Throw some ramen in there. Just a basic, you know, one a.m. kind of. That's true. So 2 a.m., you're, you're all full from your junk food binge. You're downstairs. Philly's <clears> won or probably lost in 94. Uh, you're tired and you're ready for bed, but you're watching Ron Papil's Showtime Rotisserie of an infomercial. And at <laughs> 2 a.m., there's really nothing else you should be watching. You fall asleep to that and you wake up at 5, OM, 5 a.m. on the floor of your computer room and the sun's coming up. You, when, as, if you're a little older, you could go down to the local diner that you can walk to and get, you know, full breakfast and then sleep all day. But, you know, you don't want your parents at this age to realize you were up the entire night doing absolutely nothing. So, you know, you sneak up to bed and you get a few hours of sleep and they think you went to bed when they did, essentially. To this day, it's 2.18 right now. We're podcasting. I don't, mm-hmm. go to, I never go to bed early. I'm a night owl. Uh, Enchantress and I are are night and day on that. She's, you know, she stays up for me because she's a sweetheart, but um, I'm a night, a full full night owl. That's that's my problem. I'm a night owl, but my best work is at like 4.35 in the morning. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, There's something, Enchantress and I talked about the the smell of, of the world. Like in, in, in mm-hmm. the summer after 11 a.m. when the temperature drops and the moisture and the air begins to fall, that sweet, dewy smell like somehow always takes you back to those nights you wished would never end. And yep. the summer just seemed to last forever. And, um, and that's just a memory for me that to this day, staying up late always seems to make me feel like, okay, it's summer. Even though I stay up late in winter, the, the summer something, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Staying up late in the winter is like a snow day kind of thing. Yeah. It's a different kind of feeling. Let's move on. Four hours into this podcast, let's move on to your (laughs) second pick. And remember, quiet as a church mouse, you're still potted up. Please, a squirt gun? What? Yeah, a a Canadian squirt gun. Canadians are weird. Watch to learn, boy. Just fill... Even if they were Canadian, heaven forbid, I don't think they're... squirt! Canadian style! My turn! My turn! What the heck was that? Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Oh, was it? I never watched the show. Uh, I I perused it every every now and then, and I was having so much trouble, and then they came to my rescue on the squirt gun thing. Oh, okay. Um, I know that was what you were looking for tonight. Yeah. So uh, regale us of squirt gun, Squeezer. Because you don't have a lot of commercials for the the cheapest, crappiest, most translucent squirt guns on the market now, do you? And it's no. what we all had. I mean, I came across you know I had all the Super Soaker ones and the uh, uh, what was it a stinky one? I I added that list down for down the road. We'll talk about that one. Do you remember that one? I think it would make you oh, smell. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to specifically get into just the cheapo dollar store multi-pack or 
99 cent or a corner drugstore those just those clear translucent uh squirt guns with the little yellow pull tab in the back with the little t so it didn't come all the way out that you would fill up and then you know water always tasted so much better drinking out of a squirt gun thank you that is my first that's all i want to really talk about is that delicious flavor that is infused when you take hose water put it into a uh, plastic container and then lay it let it lay in the sun and allow the flavors of that Chinese plastic meld with that H2O and then through the rubber hose inject it into your mouth and and just and that semi warm chemically irony depending on you know where you are in the country what you have in your water system right there is something about drinking out of a squirt gun that is just delicious oh yeah uh, uh, water only tasted it the sweetest out of a cheap squirt gun. Uh, now you would have, and my my favorite. I love they had the real little tiny ones that you would get, and like a, especially if you went to like a birthday party. Oh yeah, it was in the goodie bag. The little goodie bag ones, what those were adorable. Because you can get like the bag of twenty for like a dollar, like Party City or something. What were those goodie bags called? Goodie goodie bags. Um, you like keep at a, going at I'll a think birthday party. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I was never invited to one, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, but you had so you had the little ones, and then they had. Uh, they had the revolvers, which I didn't like. They were always so clunky, and they wouldn't they wouldn't drain the water properly out of those. Then they made the ones that looked like real, like a nine millimeter pistol, but it was like like translucent blue. Right. Uh, which of course, then every kid that had no common sense whatsoever would spray paint black. Right. Uh, and then you also had the uh, the classic ray gun model, which was always all over the place. And those were usually the best because they had, like, the largest capacity because they were much more bubbly. Right. Um, but you would play with these, and you would always keep a cu- – even if you had, like, your super soaker and you were having the super soaker fight, you always kept a couple of these on you. Like, that was your sidearm, you know, just because in case you ever ran out of, you know, modern did, super did you soaker. Ever you watch, did you ever watch Show Community? Uh, yes, plenty of times. There was an episode where they always had those like cold outs at the end with uh, with Troy and Abed, mm-hmm. and they were in the library planning their big water gun fight. And Pierce, who was played by um, Chevy Chase, comes up and he has two of those little cheap green water guns, but mm-hmm. it's filled with like hot sauce, and he squirts them both in the eyes and just drops them like a like a, a assassin would drop a gun, <laughs> and like uh, like 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 brush his hands hands of it and walk away. It was great. And like, ah! One of them, I, that was one of my favorite shows ever, and that's a great moment. But that's what I think of when I think of those water guns, drinking <laughs> out of them, and nonsense that goes with them. Yes, yeah. and and you know exactly. Everyone listening right now, you you have to admit it. You know exactly that flavor is right there. It oh, doesn't yeah. leave you. No, because I'm fairly sure it's a chemical bond that has actually attached to your body. It, it's like venom, a symbiote. Um, symbiote. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, we are cheap yeah. water guns. Um, and if they were to ever break, you you now have the most dangerous shank that you could possibly have. It's just razor sharp plastic. Oh yeah, it was inject injection molding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you crack one of those things, you could shiv a, you could still guys start with it. Yeah, absolutely. Not that I suggest that. No, you probably um, shouldn't. Uh, you use you know. 
you know, you know, a real knife, something sterile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Safety first, folks. Be a grown, be a grown up about it. Yes. All right. We should ask us that. Don't uh, we're not promoting violence amongst humanity. Yeah, I sh- I should get some music for us to do our like apologies for like our Michael Scott style ap- apologies. Here we here at the Rad Years don't believe you should break a water gun and stab someone with it or use a real knife. In fact, don't stab anyone. Stabbing's bad. Stabbing's bad. This has been a message from your friends at the Rad Years podcast. Look at that. We just did our own PSA. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Stabbing. So now bad. we can now we can say something stupid and we're good to go. All right. Well, I think we already did actually. We have half a podcast left, so that should wipe All out right. everything we said stupid ahead of uh, before this. So. All right. We'll f- come up with something at the end of the show then too. Uh, I'm willing to do it. Uh, uh, do you have anything more to say about these? No, I th- I think it's time to move on before we incite more violence. All right. Well, so you talked about the special taste of the bonded chemical plastic to uh, the water there was um another specific taste that i don't think you get anymore but i'll always always remember it from my childhood when the sniffles come and they always do you'll remember the triaminic they'll remember the love when they're coughing and sneezing and feeling blue you'll remember the triaminic cough and cold medicine because you love your kids because you trust your doctor and children's doctors say triaminic is their number one choice so this has only happened to me a handful of times <laughs> okay. in my youth. but have you ever gotten a cold in the summer uh just had one last week yeah i mean as a kid squeeze oh as a kid yeah um I don't know. I don't think so. And even if I did, I wouldn't have let it stop me because I knew my time was limited. Yeah, yeah, you did. I'm not saying you let it stop you, but I'm saying it happened and it was the worst. Yeah. And uh, there's three specific tastes I remember being like shoved down my throat in a good way. Now every every cough medicine you have is disgusting. And I guess because it works. But back then we were given three medicines that tasted phenomenal, and you just want, you couldn't wait for it. It made the cold a little better. One was orange triaminic. Have you ever had it? Oh, it's fantastic. I know. It tastes like like a, a syrup you put on an orange snow cone. I, they don't make triaminic anymore. There was four flavors. There was an orange, there was a yellow, there was a grape, and there was some other flavor, maybe a green. And they're all for different things. The orange, I don't know what it was for, but my mom used to give it to us when we get a cold. They'd also give us grape dimetab, which mm-hmm. was also phenomenal. It paired really well. With some aged cheese and you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, rye breads. Should should I do that? Should I do new a new food pairing with Dimatap? Uh, uh, I think they still make Dimatap, but um, the grape Dimatap from when I was a kid was delicious. It was so good. What if we find you some old Triaminic? Is it like a fine wine? Will it have aged? Right. I, I could do a tasting, spit it out, so I don't get sick. But yeah, I'm willing. I'm willing to do that if we get some old orange trimedic. The third squeezer is the piste resistance. Did I say that right? Uh, I think. I think so. It was when you'd finally go to the doctor and you'd have to be forced to suck down one of those sugar-free lollipops. But you'd leave with a prescription. I like those for some reason. You'd leave squeezer with a prescription, mm-hmm. a moxicillin liquid, the emulsion. 
of pink bubblegum fucking liquid gold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was no medicine on this fucking planet that tasted better, better than the amoxicillin liquid emulsion. It was um, bubblegum flavored. It was yeah. like milk and you kept it in the fridge. And I'd, I'd rather pour that on my cinnamon toast crunch than milk. It was so good. <laughs> uh, and you'd have that like that like weird uh, test tube thing with the spoon at the end of it that your mom would serve it to you in. You know what I mean? It was like a test tube and it had like a scoop on the end. Oh, it was, yeah. It was graduated so you could tell how much like a serving mm-hmm. size you would. Like that's how I always would be served the bubblegum amoxicillin. They, they just give you syringes with it now. Yeah, and mouth syringes, would that be? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't get the fancy spoon anymore. <sighs> Times have changed, but Yeah, I know. So th- I mean, being sick in the summer w- sucked. So I tried to think of like things that I enjoyed about it. And and those three medicines were t- <laughs> quite frankly delicious. Um if uh I think at the time I just got over being sick when I wrote the blog about this. And have you ever had the liquid mucinex? Uh, n- no, I didn't. They make a liquid mucinex? Yeah, it's a fast acting liquid mucinex. Okay. They're, they're no, like, I have not. I, I don't. I'm not a. I tend not to take too much. I'll, I'll pop some aspirin and uh, drink some whiskey and try to wash the. Oh, yeah. The I, I, away. I dash it all with alcohol, but I take the mucinex. <laughs> mucinex. And there's nothing more gross on the planet than this mucinex. Anyway, uh, the small upside of being sick in the summer is you might have got like a small present from your parent, your mom, because she feels bad that you're sick. She uh-huh. lets you like spend your day eating popsicles. So breakfast, popsicles, lunch, popsicles, dinner, more popsicles. Uh, you'd watch shitty daytime TV, which meant the price is right. But your mom didn't give a shit because you weren't missing school and it wasn't a burden on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I. Do you remember. think they were just happy to know where you were at for at least one right. moment you, of the day? You were like, you were like that. Like your your parents were always nicer to you because you were like out for the day. So, um, mm-hmm. and you were too sick to be an asshole, right? So I'm looking at the picture now. So Triaminic cold syrup was the orange. There's Triaminic DM cough formula, which was probably gross. It looks like a reddish grape. There was a yellow, which was the exasperant, which would probably be guafinicin, like mucinex. I don't know how that tasted. My mom never bought that. And then there was triminicol, which I don't even know what that is. That was probably like stuff you mix in with Sprite and the Jolly Rancher to make scissor. Triminic isn't even a brand now. But Dimetap Elixir still exists. I got to get my hands on that and try it. You sure triminic's not a brand? I'm pretty sure triminic. I'm on their website. Oh yeah, but they don't make it. What they don't make orange triminic. I mean, oh that's sad. Uh, uh, I'm getting a coupon right now. Products. Yeah, you can squeeze that. My. Yeah, see, it's there's daytime cough and cold. There's nighttime cough and cold. Multi-symptom fever and cold. Coughing congestion. Coughing sore throat. But it doesn't. But we're not we're not getting this for the medical benefits of it. You're getting it for the flavor. Yeah, that's what you get. But there's no orange triminic. 
Can you? Can we? Uh, who do we talk to? To just uh, create a drink. Orange like like shot. like a gate like a sports drink, like triaminic flavored. It looks like it was a thing until not too long ago. What a sports drink flavored like triaminic. <laughs> no, actual triaminic. There's someone who's comparing an orange Italian ice to orange triaminic. Or, or there's mm. there's a a, a uh, orange curacao. I guess they're saying is the closest flavor. Isn't that a bird? Mm, you got me on that one. I don't know. I don't know. I took a zoology class in like ninth grade. Um, All right. Well, let's. Uh, but at work today, I did have two little kids um, eating ring pops right next to me. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing I can do. I, their parents were there and their dad was quite big and he seemed to have muscles. Otherwise, I probably would have fought those two kids for their ring pops because they smelled delicious. I, I know what to get you for your birthday, then. I'm a little late in your birthday present, so you deserve Yeah, it. you too. I'm actually working on your... As soon as I get the shop in the shape, I'll work on yours from last year. All right, uh, let's move on. By now. Uh, remember to be quiet like a church mouse squeezer, because here is your next pick. See the pages of history unfold. While fantasy tales are told at the New York Renaissance Festival. Zooms as if by Merlin's magic. 500 performers and craftsmen are there. Shakespeare, Chaucer, a grand pleasure fair. Come in costume, colors so bright. Thrill to the joust. Spend your day with our night. Weekends now through mid-September at Sterling Forest. The New York Renaissance Fair, where all the fairs are staged. I'm I'm sorry, PA, you're unfair, but you guys, I couldn't find any commercials of yours going back, you know, before like 2000 something, and that's just not fitting with the Rad Years show. So, I had to go with the New York Renaissance Fair. So, my my apologies, but get some of your old ads up there, and we'll talk. Yeah. Come on, get your game together. Yeah. Uh, have you ever been there? Not till I was in high school. Not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went a couple. Th- I I never went when I was older. I'm kind of jealous. I want to go back. And I, I said that to Mrs. Squeezer, and she looked at me and like, are you, you're, you're serious mm-hmm. about this? It's like, you who who hates crowds wants to go to the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. Um, yes, I do. I want to indulge myself. I will I will dress up. I will play the role. I, I, I will cosplay the Ren Fair. I will be a princess. Or perhaps a tree. Perhaps a tree. Um, I was thinking about this. They really were, because, I mean, these go back to, like, the early 80s. Um, I think the Pennsylvania Renaissance first started in 1981. Uh, these were, like, Comic-Cons before Comic-Con. Didn't PA Renfair just start, like, a few days ago? Uh, it's, I actually... I want to say early August. I did, I had the dates, but it basically it runs August or October. Yeah, Enchantress's yeah. Uh, sister is a performer, I believe. Yes, um, because nothing says family fun like uh, humidity, uh, long sleeves, and horse poo. It's in Manheim, it just, PA. It, it's yeah, Lancaster. Lancaster. Uh, uh, my favorite Renfair like story ever told was the. The King of the Hill one where Hank's trying to sell propane 
and he wants his Wait, wife to be I love how your favorite memory of a Renaissance fair is a King of the Hill episode. Yeah, I only went to high school, and you know, in high school you can't like anything. So that's oh man, it you know we it'd probably be a lot more fun now. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Kidding. Uh, all I remember is like kids who just wanted the turkey legs. Uh, hang on, let me see. Um, my list three Renaissance fair mm-hmm. turkey legs first line. Oh. To be fair, though, smoked turkey legs kind of just taste like ham. Yeah, and you could get them at uh, the ballpark we work at every day now. Yeah, I should do them more often. Yeah. Anyway, King of the Hill. Uh, there was an episode where um, Alan Rickman played uh, the the king of the Renaissance Fair. Yes. And at the end, like he was getting sued by all the women for sexual harassment. He puts on this great Texas accent. Like... As if that his real voice, who he was using throughout the whole show, wasn't his real voice. It's, I can't, that show was so fucking good. I miss King of the Hill. And so much. was it? Was it just him doing his uh, American accent from Die Hard? Yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh come on! I don't want to go back to Dallas. <laughs> um, and he he makes Peggy be a wench, and she makes the. Wench uprising and uh, like Hank. Hank's wearing tights, but he won't let Bob. It's it's such classic King of the Hill. Because Hank wants to sell the propane for the dragon that shoots fire. Mm-hmm. He was uh, they were they they measure it in stone. There, it's really good. I'll, I'll I can find the the episode. Oh, uh, because because no one can ever break character. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And if yeah. you break character, you sent to the, you're sent to the stocks. Yeah, that that at this point still would drive me nuts. I'm like, dude, can we just, please? I just, I gotta go to the bathroom. Oh yes, the loo. I'm like, no, I got, I got to squirt. It's called Joust Like a Woman. <laughs> the episode. And oh, it's okay. In season six. The jousting was pretty cool though, because it's legit. Yeah, but they're not tipped. True, but even even back then the. The the point of jousting, even medieval times, wasn't about like just killing the guy. It was just knocking him off the damn horse. Somewhere, but some would be tipped that you'd die. Well, yeah, you don't, but you don't want to die. That's what the shield's for. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then you you had your human chess, where they would like have the big, uh, you know, each individual person would be. But me personally, I liked like at the one kid section, they just had giant chess sets that you could walk around. You have to like pick up the big chess piece and move it. And I kind of understood the rules of chess at the time, but I, you know, I'm sure I wasn't quite, you know, up to it. But also, you know, you don't exactly know how many spots you're moving because you're moving a big chess piece around the board. You can't look over top of it. And I just love that thing. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Just these, like, they probably weren't even that big at the time because when we were down, uh, when we were, the Mrs. Squeeze and I were down in Aruba, they had a, a large chess set. And there were maybe like just two foot high pieces that you could play with. But when you're, you know, like five or six, that's enormous. Right. You know, and that was really fun to play with. And of course, for some reason, I bought my rubber band guns there. When they'd make those wooden guns that you could shoot like multiple rubber bands off of. Right. Yeah. That that you would buy at the Renaissance Fair. My mom had this thing with like Action, nat, like natural beeswax candles for the longest time. And we would just spend so much time just looking at beeswax candles. No. You just look at them. We would look at them. 
I think we once we bought them, and then I ate them. I started chewing on them because I figured it's beeswax. I already chew on wax bottle, like those little wax bottle candies. What's I'm sure beeswax is probably better for me. So I just started gnawing on the candles. That makes sense. Yeah. And then you'd buy candles that had like two of them strung together. Like mm-hmm. nunchucks. Do you ever get those? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never understood that. I guess you're supposed to cut them. I don't think we ever my- got them, but I've seen them. Yeah, my mom would get them, but like she wouldn't. I, I'd assume you're supposed to cut them to use them. Um, she wouldn't. So I went all Michelangelo with them. And and that was like my my thing, but yeah, I I I truly I want to go back and check it out one day, and maybe just maybe I'll write something about it. <laughs> like a blog. That was, that was, uh, see, look at that. I got crickets from you on that one. I will. I was way, you you reacted way too fast yourself. Oh, sorry. It's all right. I apologize. Uh, we move on. I was thinking about turkey legs. I know, it's. I knew it would be on your mind. It's like because it's, as soon as you said it's like ham. I might make some ham. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on. There's something strange in the neighborhood. Oh, who's gonna call? Ghostbusters. Have no fear. Thank you, Beth and Spangler are here. So are these ghosts. They've got Marshmallow Man. Let's show this pile of dessert who's boss. Activate Neutrona Blaster. We ain't afraid of no ghosts. Peter Venkman, Ectoplasm, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and other figures he's sold separately. Ghostbusters, new from Kenner. Nowadays, all I want for my birthday is uh, a little relaxation time with the Enchantress, some Sam's Summer Ale, and that's all I, you know, she gets me great gifts because she's amazing. Uh, but that's all I want. But back in the day, I'm talking birthday memories. The mm. first birthday I can remember, like, actually having vivid memories of was my sixth birthday. It was the summer of 88. And uh, in June, a few weeks before my birthday, my parents took me to see Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit. So I, w- I was obsessed with Roger. And uh, my brother, who's two years older from me, had his birthday on July 2nd, a week before mine. And he his birthday was, I think, pencil-themed. Oh, that sounds like... What? Uh-huh. The cake was a pencil. It was, like, stationary-themed. I don't, I don't know. Uh, both our birthdays were on a Saturday that year, in 1988. I think this is, that, that was the catalyst for our parents to say, All right, let's try giving both of these little bastards their own party. So... Um, <laughs> pencil theme. I was five. <laughs> I I I I for some re- somehow I don't remember how I got it, but I, I had a plush Roger Rabbit doll from play school because mm-hmm. uh, I I'd carry it around everywhere. I remember that day I had it everywhere. Uh, for my birthday party, and my mom invited kids from kindergarten. One, uh, my friend Tara, I'm still friends with this day. Her and her husband Nick, what lovely people. Uh, the party was Ghostbusters theme, believe it or not. Uh, my mom put a no ghost sticker on our chimney for us to throw water balloons at. We drank Ecto Cooler. There's a no ghost logo cake. We slam in one of the, we swam in one of those 18 inch like Sesame Street themed like uh, swimming pools. You know, it's not exactly like a small plastic pool, but mm-hmm. it, it comes in a box. You fold it out, and it's about 18 inches high. 
probably about 12 feet across diameter. But yeah, that was that was like the first one I can remember. And I remember carrying that Roger Rabbit doll with me everywhere. Another birthday I can remember, uh, my mom threw my brother and I a joint safari theme party. So we had like plastic safari hats and um, a safari themed scavenger hunt. And there's tons of candy. I have some pictures of it I could post. Aww. Uh, and then like my mom sent me this picture and there's, it's, a, it's a birthday cake with the Ninja Turtles as candles. And I can remember that now not wanting the candles to burn down too slow because I wanted to save them as action figures. And I'm <laughs> clutching my Hulk Hogan bed wrestling buddy because he came everywhere with me uh, in those days. And Were uh, there lots of friends in these pictures? No. There were no friends. <laughs> no friends. Um, the Hulkster was there. That's all that counted. Yeah, here, I'm going to send you this. You You look upon it and let me know. Uh, then like my earliest picture of a birthday, my mom like drew Orko on a cake for me because I was obsessed with He-Man and Orko. I'm going to show you these. <laughs> Aww. Aww. I know I'm clenching Hulk Hogan with all my, like he, like to say he was, so last night I got down a rabbit hole with listening to the, the, the something to wrestle with with Hogan. So I was watching WrestleMania eight, uh, 18, the rock versus Hulk. Mm-hmm. Where the crowd just simply wouldn't boo for everything The Rock did and cheer for everything Hulk did, even though he was supposed to be a heel. So midway through the match, Rock said to Hulk, we got to change this, brother. He goes, you need to start hulking up. So like he starts hulking up during the match and everything, and the crowd goes crazy. Like, I watched that last night, and I'm just like, I got goosebumps. I still worship Hulk Hogan. I know he did some horrible things, but everyone's human and does things. I still love Hulk Hogan. I think the one birthday I can remember, and I talked about this before, I think it was my 12th. I want to say 12th. I want to say it was the summer of 94 because I really don't want to be any older than I was for this story because I was already at old, too old for this. <laughs> the only thing I asked for was the Dr. Dreadful food lab and the drink lab. Mm-hmm. I had this idea in my head of creating all these different delicious concoctions with the drink lab and maybe the food lab. But once I set it all up and my mom wouldn't let me set it up in the house, so I set it up in our tree house, like, it did not turn out the way I thought it would. So that, that shit kind of just stayed out there to rot all summer. At 12, I was way too happy to hide this shit away from anybody at school who came over anyway, so I was fine to keep it in these child gifts in my, in my clubhouse. But, um, yeah, I, since my birthday is July 9th, all my birthdays happened in the summer, as did yours, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's twenty second. So July birthdays, best. Yeah, um, it was awesome because you always have those outside parties, and that was before um, we became like a subtropical zone. Right. So like summers were warm and pleasant. I remember as a kid, as opposed to just wet and miserable. Yeah. Uh, and it's also like a good buffer. It's like a halfway point between Christmas and. Yeah, that really worked out. Yeah, it did. Yeah. People right. forgot that, you know, they spent money on you before. Yeah. So. so, yeah, if you have the closer your birthday is to Christmas, the less likely you are to be getting anything good. I think it's your turn. Yeah, I, I got to preempt this. I was surprised I couldn't find a commercial for this. So I, I kind of had to make my own. So I apologize for the bad edit. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. 
blimpy boy, flying through the sky so fancy free. That it sold me. I would buy one. Yeah. What are we talking? I'm talking about the Nickelodeon H2O Power Blimp. I don't even know what this is. Really? Oh, Google it. Google the H2O Power Blimp. Google image that thing, and in all its unboxed glory, and then and then watch videos of it online. People trying to control this thing. Did you see this? Have you? Do you recall? I mean, not just now, but do you recall ever seeing this thing out there? Um, hold on. I'm looking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not exactly Northrop Grumman. I think we sold this at KB when I worked there. Like, it looks like one of those Mylar balloons. It's exactly a Mylar balloon. You get for your birthday? Yes, it is exactly a Mylar balloon you would get for your birthday, only it has Nickelodeon plastered on it, and it's meant to look like an alien spaceship with some aliens popping out of it. So, so what is it? Like a like sprinkler that like the pressure no. of the water puts it in the air and it, it, it tinkles all over you? That's what it's supposed to do. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so it, it's a Mylar balloon, and it comes with, like, a little uh, a base that the balloon Velcros to, and then three legs, hence a tripod, uh, and then surgical tubing that runs up, down, through the legs, and then out the middle of the base that the balloon sits on, down a larger surgical tube into a pistol grip, uh, a hose dealy, uh, like a you know, hose sprayer. Only it has a little connection for the tube, and then that threads onto your hose. Turn on the hose water, and then pulling the trigger, or I think it was actually like a thumb dial that you would turn just slightly, and start to add a little bit of water pressure to the hose. And as you crank it up, the water pressure would build, and then like a a water jet, um. You know, like the guy in that news story where you see him, like, you know, the water jet guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the he crashes hat. into the water. I like the warning on the Mylar balloon. Fly in an open area clear of electrical equipment and overhead power lines. The, the hose was like three feet long. So if it can get close enough to a power line, you physically, as a human being, are too close to the power lines. Like to get this thing over your head, you basically had to hold the hold the hose up over your head. I'm watching a video of someone trying to attempt to use this thing, so... Um, yeah, it was hilarious. I I never really succeeded myself. It was always a massive failure. Turning it on, it looks like a man trying to take a pee in the morning after having sex all night. <laughs> it's going everywhere. Yes. Yeah. I Ran Randomly, too. Oh, it was so innocent up until a moment ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, not not the best of designs. He's uh, this guy's not, like throwing it in the air and it's not staying. Does it yes. stay in the air? No, never. Uh, oh, I think I might. You maybe got it once or twice. The slightest breeze. There's no aerodynamics whatsoever. You, the mylar balloon you blew up with a straw, so it's just full right. of of CO two. Right. Um, which is heavy to begin with. Yeah. Um, if you, so, if you fill this with helium, oh, okay. He's got a helium tank. He's going to try and refill it with helium in this video. I watched this. It doesn't, it, it Chadtronic. Yeah. It, it succeeds for a, a moment. So yeah. And it's also a mylar balloon that you're playing with outside. So the thing is going to pop. Now, fortunately it came with two balloons and it also came with a pack of patches. 
mm-hmm. for the balloon, which are probably the coolest because the patches themselves actually look like they were patchwork. Oh, yeah, he uh, is succeeding like for a moment. The decals on him, which were, were pretty cool. Um, this thing looks more like a chore than a fun. Yeah, setting up was quite a pain. Also, the plastic itself was very thin and fragile, so it could crack easily. It looks like the helium's working, though. Oh. He's having fun with it as a blimp. There's, it's really a one-man's toy, because like, I don't see how other people could have fun with this thing. You could, They could run underneath it. Yeah, but the it's helium... It's like an aerial sprinkler. All right, it's done. The um, helium what, seems to What I ended up doing is... Um, you could either turn it upside down and just use it as a sprinkler shooting up, which at the time, too, now you're looking at like a $35 sprinkler. Yeah, this thing was expensive back in the day. Um, but what I did was I would take it and strap it to my chest. <laughs> and then in like a water gun fight, you'd run around and you're just spraying it and you're just like blasting water out of you. Uh, so you're running with around thing. with a hose hooked up to you. And yeah. You're, and you're using yeah. the thumb dial. <laughs> Yes, and I would use the thumb dial. Also, and then I think at that point, my dad's like, hey, we got a new uh, new hose attachment. And then that's what he used to just, like, wash the truck. <laughs> the same thing that came with that. Um, I, I have very fond memories of this thing. I couldn't wait for a long time for a summer show to come up to talk about this thing. But still, it's not the greatest piece of hardware in the world. Right. As far as just fondness and fun memories and just, you know, sometimes you get more out of failure than you do out of your successes. Sure. Th- this is, I-, I have so many fond memories of this thing failing to launch. Um, then I'm, I'm sure my successes as a child. Well, it looks fun and I wish, I, I think... A, a YouTube content video for us would be to get one of these things and try and... I think we can track one down. I think they're fairly rare and expensive now. Um, I, I mean, I got money to waste. We strap, oh, one, strap one to a drone and really have fun with it. That's, oh, you know what? Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm sure we can find, you know, use use our minds and our, our background in, in physics and hydroengineering to make something more uh, more efficient. So we show this and then try and make something better? Yeah. All right. Build our own. No, I'll, put I'm that, game. I'll put that in the coffers. I, I honestly, this also led me down a very long um, very long path where I was just watching probably about an hour and a half of clips from the Rocketeer. Uh, well, why wouldn't you? And it's not, and then it started making me angry. Like, why isn't this movie more beloved? Like, yeah, we talk it on this show, but wh- why isn't this brought up in just daily conversation? Like, That's people, true. they should be, like, on the news. You should be like, and next at noon, the Rocketeer is awesome. Also, puppies. Do you want, do you know, do you want to know what else is awesome, Squeezer? Your next pick? Not just my next pick, Squeezer, but Friday nights. Whether it be during the school year or in the summer. For some reason, Friday nights are always special. And this, my next pick, my last pick, is why. On thunder in paradise, Rue falls under the spell of an evil medicine man. I think that spear that hit me was dipped in zombie poison. Suspense pays a visit to the good doctor who could send him to an early grave. We're up against forces of darkness here. This powder raised the dead from their grave. It's a voodoo mystery. Fight it! This ain't voodoo! On the next 
thunder in paradise. Tonight at 8 on Channel 9. So, so this Channel 9 they spoke <laughs> up was WWOR, which was Channel 9 New York. Howard Stern famously had a show on it. We got it locally. We live in an area where our broadcast stations were both Philly and New York because we were kind of in between both of them. Um, I think no other kid, no other families in the world had two of the biggest markets ever broadcast yep. into their house. And we did. We had all the New York broadcast stations, Fox, NBC, uh, PIX 11, WOR New York. And then we had, you know, all the biggest Philly 57, Fox 29, NBC 3, NBC 10. Uh, we're lucky in that way. Yeah. It's awesome come football season, too. You have options. You always you usually have two games. No matter, uh, like I said, no matter what the season, Friday nights were always great. And we you always want to make the most out of your Friday night. When, when I was a kid, my parents would do their weekly grocery shopping and get dinner uh, while they left us with this our a sweet old lady neighbor, Katie, to babysit us. So that's when and she had she would always have tons of soda and candy and like junk food on at hand. So it was always a perfect like uh, it, it'd go with TGIF like nothing else. But as we grew older and the TGIF lineup grew weaker, my parents, with no coincidence to the weak lineup, would take us with them, and thus began my Friday night tradition of going to the mall and grocery shopping with my parents. There was a grocery store attached to the mall, so this mall. And I've talked about this ad nauseum on this show before, so I won't go into it. And we have a mall show coming up. But at everything a 12-year-old RK could want, the Walden Books, the K&K Toy Store, which later became KB, Electronic Boutique, which was a front runner for GameStop, a Dollar Tree, an arcade. Uh, it had everything. Uh, Radio Shack, which my dad would go to, we, you know, and you would play with the tiny computers, which we had, maybe talk about loading, Carmen in San Diego. And whatnot. There was a pet store. There was fucking everything in the mall. Uh, so I talked about this with my the Toys R Us story and earlier. Like going to the toy store wasn't always about getting a toy. More often than not, we'd go and not get anything at all. But for us, it was about like looking at the toys, looking at the backs of the for the figures, looking at all the other things. It mm -hmm. was like a tactile experience. You know, you didn't really care if you left with nothing. Uh, just seeing what new games were for sale and cool gadgets and action figures and whatnot. Uh, we were usually just happy to get a quarter for one of those egg vending machines uh, that um, it would be in the grocery store. You could either spend it on like like stale candy in the lower level or, or try your luck at one of the prize eggs in the top level. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. uh, those capsules or whatever they call them nowadays. Uh, so that was grocery shopping, but um, the main part of it on a Friday night was uh, you stop at the deli counter to get your free slice of American cheese because yep. you couldn't run around the store like a maniac without it. It was like your fuel. Uh, and we always behaved, but we'd explore. Uh, there was a small toy section in grocery stores that had toys that you've never seen before. It was like overpriced dollar store toys. Yeah. They were exactly dollar store toys, just overpriced. Right. Uh, and then you go to the magazine section, the Finger Through Mad or WWF or Pro Wrestler Illustrated, you know. Uh, I was a cracked kid. 
most of the junk. Like movies, I, fe- I felt snobby because I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, everyone likes Mad, but I got cracked. Like it was my, my band that hadn't been discovered yet. Oh, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. A hipster before I was a hipster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, luckily for us, the junk food section of the store was at the end, kind of, so we could go do all the shit and catch up to our parents with enough time needed to get the supplies to go home and watch some cool TV. I'm but talking you already. You were at the deli already. <laughs> well, uh, the deli section and and the cheese section were on separate sides, technically. So to get your cellophane wrapped. Monster cheese, you're on the end of it, but to get your sliced monster cheese, you're on the other end. If that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I just need to. I just need to ask someone for my bag of cheese ends. Right. Well, yeah, we didn't never got that, but I'm talking like my my go-to chip was Pringles with ridges. They don't even make that anymore. I fucking oh yeah. Uh, like a block of monster wrapped in cellophane with a sticker on it from Weiss, and all mm-hmm. the Sunny D I could drink. Then I'd get home, and and right as we get home, the show aired. Uh, that featured my hero that we just talked about, Hulk Hogan, as a Navy SEAL and a vehicle uh, <laughs> that was a boat. It was like Knight Rider in a boat. And they even made fun of this on Simpsons. Like, there's always a fjord. Uh, so they're in a boat, and it was called Thunder in Paradise. Uh, it was like, it, my brother and I were also big Airwolf fans. That was like Knight Rider and, and a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would get home, and I'd get all What's my... It? I'm sorry, just horrific as that was, though, they actually used real footage from Vietnam. Right, yeah. yeah. So, like, people could be dying <laughs> while you're watching this show. But that was that was Airwolf, not Thunder in Paradise. Airwolf, yes. Yeah. Thunder in Paradise, uh, it was basically the Hulkster trying to get all his buddies uh, 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 their SAG card. Sting was in it, Macho Man was in it. Jimmy the Heart was recurring in it. Like it was it was crazy. And it was syndicated on TNT just to get Hulks for that extra payday from his buddy Ted Turner. I watched the shit out of the show. I didn't understand it. It was probably way too adult for me at the time. But it had the fucking Hulkster and other various wrestlers and cameo roles. I had to watch this. I felt so adult having a show to watch on a Friday night. And uh, I just remember vividly getting like the blue canister of Pringles ridges, the monster cheese going down with the sunny D and watching the show and snacking on those particular snacks that uh, Friday nights were like important and they still are actually they aren't anymore. They're fucking nothing. Like that's yeah. sad, isn't it? Well, yeah. Well, when weekends aren't really a thing anymore. No, but, but like Friday night for television used to, for with TGIF was a thing. Friday night was yeah. always a thing, and now it means nothing, which is sad. Well, it's because it used to be a time where everyone would get together and watch the same thing. Now anyone can watch whatever they want, whenever they want. Yeah, I guess you give up some, you, you gain some, but I'll always there remember... Are, there, is a, you know, there are streaming parties now where more and more people... They want that community of... Even if, even if you're not... The same reason why I will watch Gladiator or Aliens... If it if it's on basic cable and edited to hell, I will still sit there and watch it, even Shawshank though I have it Redemption on VHS, Blu-ray, and DVD. Shawshank is mine. Shawshank, you know, I'm still gonna sit there and watch it because I know other people are watching it along with me at the same time, probably think, thinking the same thing. Where I have this, I can be watching this somewhere else without commercials and I, editing. I feel like the time when most people do that during the summer and their older ages, and we used to do this as kids too, is at the beach. 
at the beach, you always get that free HBO, and you only have cable. <laughs> and like I, Enchantress and I went down this year, and we watched, we watched um, Batman Begins on cable, as we fell asleep. Like that's that's the only place you'll watch like a, a cable movie for sure. Mm-hmm. And I and I have memories as a kid watching. There's a there's a movie we probably shouldn't have watched. A Serial Mom. I would think it was John Waters. John Waters. The Serial Mom. Oh, okay. I remember we watched that, and it was it's probably inappropriate for kids to watch. We, we, zap. We, we, we zap. Zap. It's it's. You're gay. <laughs> We're talking John Waters' appearance on The Simpsons, uh, uh, but. That was uh, a movie we watched at the beach at in Rehoboth Beach because of the free HBO. So yeah, that 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 was Friday night. So I, I digress. You, you know, you still you have free HBO, right? Yeah, but it's not the same anymore with Netflix and Hulu and everything. True. Uh, I, I I am done with that topic. We're moving on. Squeezer, let's uh, wait. I, before I don't know, I'm not letting you move on because you point out how Thunder in Paradise was a little too adult for you. Okay. I'm I'm going to read just a brief uh 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 what's it called? Synopsis. Synopsis of the show. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. Ready? Now, remember, you said this is a little too adult for you. Thunder in Paradise follows the adventures of two ex-Navy SEALs, Randolph J. Hurricane Spencer and Martin Brew Brewbreaker, who work as mercenaries out of their tropical resort headquarters along Florida's Gulf Coast. Using their futuristic high-tech boat nicknamed Thunder, they travel around the world fighting various criminals and villains. However, they are forced to balance their dangerous undercover work with the responsibilities of raising widower Spencer's young daughter, Jessica, <laughs> who lives with them. Oh, yeah. This was like... Wow, just blowing your mind, huh? This is like a Simpsons joke come <laughs> to life. It really is. McGarnacle. McGarnacle. No, they did Nightboat on Simpsons. Literally. Yeah, Nightboat. Like, every week there's a fjord. <laughs> uh, it really does read like a parody. I know it does. I know. I know. But let's let's move on. Let's end it on a okay. high note. What do you got for us? Uh, I just another another backyard toy. All right, here we go. Toss it, club it, throw it. Just don't get caught with it. <laughs> Just fill the balloon with water, set the timer, then get rid of it! Because when time runs out, you get wet! Splash out from Galoob! Water not included. Splash out from Galoob. Because someone had to sell you hot potato. Yeah, it was. I, I, we had this. I think my sister had it. Uh, we weren't allowed to have it. It was like a ball, right? Yeah, it, it was a ball. It, it would you twist it apart. Uh, put a partially filled uh, water balloon in there because you could only fill it so much. And then you'd set a timer, and when that egg timer ran out, boom, a little needle would pop it. And if you watch the commercial, you would be a, a torrent of water would just whoosh up onto you um, as if, if gravity didn't exist. Because yeah, right. um, then I was going online, and... Because I don't, I watched the commercial. I'm like, I don't remember it being like this. No, it wasn't. Our, like our, it. our neighbors it had sucked, it. Sucked, yeah. Um, and in, in the commercial, the balloon pops, and it, it's like a, a fire hose was just unleashed upon you from from down below. Right. It's like you're on a riverboat over the Niagara Falls, and yes. Um, in in real life, once it pops, 
um, water is quite dense. It just spills and, and on you. Falls to the ground, and unless, like, like I think we, we played a game pants. where you made it, you hold it over your head as you passed it around, so you'd actually get wet. Right. And in all these cases, the water kind of just it pops, and it's also not a very full water balloon. Right. So it kind of just falls to the right, ground. It just spills out. It just spills out yeah. of this, and yeah. usually it just gets your pants wet, maybe the bottom of your shirt, um, which is great for covering up accidents. <laughs> um, that's why you'd always just hold on to it to the last second, just in case. But it's one of those things I always wanted, um, but never had, because uh, the neighbor kids next door had it. Right but it was on. one of those things where mom was like, "It's you don't need that. It's, it's hot like potato. Pee-wee's Playhouse. It's the work of the devil." It is. It was the work of the devil. It was not, well. It just. It wasn't very thrifty. I got dog um, eating dog food in close in a close up. Yes. Um, which in hindsight I look back and it wasn't that long of a scene. It was just poor timing in her part. Um, and then eventually it just broke down into you throwing splash out at each other. <laughs> um, and now you're just throwing a hard plastic ball. Uh, you can still get them. It's this still out well. there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it splash out a galoob product if there ever is one. Um, it's no game genie, but it's a close second. It's no game genie, but it's up there. The technology very similar. Yeah. And even now, I'm surprised that they could e- you could even buy that thing now because they would say like, oh, there's a needle in it, and you, I'm you sure out there 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 was a kid in an ER. I guarantee you, there's an ER report that involves the word splash out. I'll search it. We'll see if we can't find it. Yeah. How, how you set the timer and like play like Russian roulette with it, holding your thumb against the hole until you get stabbed. <laughs> we should probably have another PSA now. Now that I just came up with an idea how to play with it. A- hey kids, we here on the Radiers don't condone playing what's it called splash out without a balloon and your finger on the needle. You can get severely hurt and bleed for a little bit. Arcane Squeezer don't want that to happen. Play safe, kids. This has been a PSA from Rad Ears. Wow, that's really good. Thank you. I should do these for a living. You do. <laughs> I do. Um, all right, so that, that's been Summer Memories, too. This has been a lot of fun. A lot of good Summer Memories. And I have more, Squeeze. I'm ready for year three next summer. Are you- oh, I got to start thinking about these. I'm going to do the Stinky Squirt Gun one. I'm calling that now. All right. What the hell do you call it? Yeah, I have it written down. Yeah. I had it actually. We bought it at it Super Stinker. Nah, I can't remember. But it had like um, we also had the one with the, the dye that turned colors, the the disappearing ink. Uh, we'll get into it next year. But, yeah, the Super Stinker water gun. Yeah, could we uh, do a little quick promo on our radiers.com? If you like these stories we told and you want to read more, there's a bunch up on radiers.com for our summer vacation event, which was winding down. I have like three or four more stories to tell. Before we wind down and get into Halloween, you could read about the summer colds, the thunder and paradise, the um, driving theaters, a lot of the stuff you heard tonight in detail and see pictures from my my youth uh, and actual newspaper clippings from the newspapers that we grew up with. Uh, also, I have pictures of my old toys, clips from our local newspaper, like I said, old commercials and read reviews of newest summer cereals and candy. They aren't new, but... Soon, in like a week or two, Halloween cereals, Halloween cereals are coming out, and that's what you're going to see next. I already have pumpkin spice frosted flakes new for this year. It's a little tip of the iceberg for our Halloween event, which is going to start 
in just a few weeks, which I transitioned to fall on radiers.com. So check us out. And um, by you just paying us a visit, it helps. And if you follow our Radiers Instagram at the Radiers, you could see everything we talk about in the podcast and visual form. Also, a kind of reminder to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or your Apple iPhone podcast app or anywhere you listen to us. And if you like the show, it's the easiest way to help us out and it costs nothing to do. Really helps us get the word out there, right, Squeeze? Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do this one more time. We're going to we're going to transition back around from uh one tangent into another and and thank Ferris Print once oh again. Oh my god. Yeah, that stuff was so awesome. Check him out. He's got really cool prints. I bought two of the Hulksters, so there's probably not many left if you want to get one. Get one now in his Etsy shop. They're really great prints for a great price. They make great gifts. He the man does great work and um he's a fan of the show and he's a fan of what we all love. So helping out the community is great. Also, I, I, I know we mentioned it before, but um, our friend Josh at OI had that sent us those, those Toys R Us pins. I don't want to grow up. They're sweet. Those are so awesome. And Did you see the shirt? Oh, yeah. His, everything he does is awesome. So if you haven't listened to his podcast or checked out his YouTube content or his Instagram, oh, I had that. Uh, Josh does some really cool stuff. If you like what we do, check him out. Um and anyone who does what we do, write us in and we'll give you a shout out because we want to keep this community alive because it's a lot of yeah. fun. Um, Squeezer, you got anything else before we end the show? Uh, no, I think I'm, I'm... It's good to be back. It's it good. feels good. It, two weeks was too long. We, it was con- entirely... We It couldn't be avoided we tried we really did yeah, it just did. physically was not possible yeah when you work 120 hours in a week not really 100 hours 100 hours is not a stretch it's about what we worked in one week it's kind of tough to do anything else uh but yeah we'll be back maybe this week we're gonna try and get a second we're gonna one try done. no promises no we, promises. Say, we say we're gonna do a lot of stuff this one could is more likely although it is more research intensive i give him this next one is really like a wormhole for me so we'll see well we'll be back soon with another out of Years podcast until then enjoy what's little left of your summer i'm rk i'm squeezer we'll have a good one <laughs>